everybody. Welcome to Why I. I'm back again. The podcast lives on for how long, I'm not sure, but this has been fun, kind of having a second life. Welcome to the podcast where I sometimes rant, sometimes have reason, thoughtful arguments for why I believe the things I believe, enjoy the things I enjoy, hate the things I hate, and so on and so forth. Today, uh, we're going to start a new series that I thought about for a little while now, but finally putting into practice where I was thinking, how can I take the podcast to different areas and have a little bit more fun? And so I'm calling this new series, Why You?, um, which I think you'll be able to understand um, what it is uh, by its name. So Why You? is going to be maybe, I don't know how many episodes, but a number of episodes where I invite a guest to talk about why they you know, like the things they like, etc. Basically the same thing that I've been doing, except I'll find somebody else to talk about themselves and um, ask them a bunch of questions and we'll get to hear from them. So this is the first of its kind. It's the second guest I've ever had on the podcast, but um, the first guest related to our new series called Why You. Today's guest is a man who wears many hats in our relationship. He is friend, uh, brother in Christ, uncle to Judah, Roommate extraordinaire, ministry partner, League of Legends teammate, and more. <laughs> um, there's probably more. So let me introduce Mr. Johnny Wu to the program. Welcome, Johnny. Hello, hello. So I invited Johnny onto YU to talk about his favorite movie of all time. But before that, um, Johnny, why don't you quickly introduce yourself? Uh, let's do like where you were born, um, what you're doing for work. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Where uh, were you born and what are you doing for work? Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, my name's Johnny. I was born in Denver, Colorado. Um, it's where my parents still live. And I, for work, I do systems slash software engineering. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, how many... So you were born and then pretty much raised in Denver all through grade school, right? Until you moved here for college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I lived there for 18 years and then came to BU for college. And then I've stuck around here ever since. So that was 2009. So was that 13 years ago? Wow. <laughs> yeah. You're approaching equal years. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Equal years. Um, <laughs> Denver equal years Boston. That's I nuts. know that that's super weird. Okay, well, um, so let's set the stage of what I'm intrigued to talk to Johnny about today. So, first things first. Um, I know you like watching movies. That yep. would be an accurate statement, right? Yes, yes. Um, I do remember in the past you were a movie pass holder, and then that company went under. Yeah, right? they went <laughs> bankrupt. Okay, like okay, so fast. Um, and then <laughs> now you have like the premium AMC account. So you're still like a sort of like something movie related holder. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. On, on, on most weeks I'll, I'll be at the theater. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's a good segue. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. So, um, when I was thinking about you, I was thinking like often when like a, not necessarily just a huge blockbusters, but like, like a popular movie comes out, you know, people will be chatting about, Oh, did you see like blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I almost always hear you say, yeah, I did see it as opposed to, oh, no, don't spoil it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, so would it be accurate to say that um, your favorite hobby is movie watching or like wh yeah. what would you say about like you're just enjoying like, yeah, movie watching? Yeah, I, th I think definitely 
it is within the top if it's not my top like yeah not my top hobby is like just watching film enjoying film like talking about film um yeah it's it's like a it's, it's such a huge part of my life mm. yeah okay and when did that become a thing like, do you feel like there was like a, I mean, obviously as a kid, like everybody likes watching movies to a certain extent, but when did it, do you feel like it became like, like one of the top, if not the top? Mm, I, well, it definitely started, well, the way that I watch movies kind of started out as a kid too, because, um, my sister had like this insane, a DVD collection that oh. just like spanned this entire bookshelf and she just had so many. And so I always had like a really great choice of what I could watch. And then, um, yeah, like I, I tried to get through them all, but there, there was no way <laughs> I was going to get through them all. And like, so are you talking about like hundreds of DVDs? Potentially? Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds of oh, DVDs. Wow. So that was her thing. Yeah. She, she was like obsessed with collecting them. Oh. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I, I think we, we tend to watch like different things because well she likes a lot of light-hearted stuff and then also like war stuff <laughs> um and like I, i'm <laughs> yes yeah, so i don't know and then i i i like i i i'm okay with war stuff um well except for you know one exception but <laughs> <laughs> right right but um but yeah, I, I generally like, um, it sounds really pretentious to say it like this, but like kind of like thinkers, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah, that's kind of how it spawned, I think. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how my tastes, you know, divulged like that, but yeah. But even growing up in, uh, speaking of Denver, like that house, like movies were like a really big deal. Oh yeah. 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 We, I, I watched a lot of movies and um yeah i don't know like there there's something about when i when i found a movie that i liked i would just watch it over and over again and so i've seen mulan like <laughs> <laughs> like 20 times there was i maybe this is a little bit uh getting into kind of how i grew up like where i wanted to make the most of my money and so like when we there was one time we rented Parent Trap, the mm -hmm. Lindsay Lohan oh, Lindsay, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and like you know you 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 have to return it in seven days, and so I literally sat, we watched it. I would rewind it because it's VHS, so you have to rewind it. Yeah. Would watch it again, and then just wow. did that over and over again. And my and my parents at one point were just like, "Okay, I think he's fine. I'll just like, yeah. leave him." And, yeah. Wow. A parent trap that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, you you said your sister likes lighthearted movies or war movies. That sounds like Mulan. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, a lighthearted yeah. war movie. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Um, I did not know this stuff. This is pretty cool. So, um, I know I don't want to talk about your sister too much, but <laughs> I'm intrigued. Now that just one question. Now that DVDs are like <laughs> useless, like. Did she get rid of them? Did she keep them? Like, are they in boxes in the basement? Are they still displayed? Like, are they like her collector's items? Or are they in the trash? Oh, no. She definitely still has them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she moved in the middle of the pandemic. So I haven't been able to see her yet. But I'm going to go see her in September. So okay. I, I, I haven't seen her new place. So 
I'm not sure what she's done with the DVDs. I, I know it's a much smaller space, so maybe it's not as prominently yeah, 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 yeah. displayed. Okay. But um, yeah. but they're meaningful to her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is what I was, what you mentioned earlier when you're like, oh, like you could probably find me at the theater like weekly. I wanted to ask, um, how many movies on average do you think you see a year? And so maybe to make the math easier, you can think of it as like, if it really is one per week, then maybe 52 or monthly or something like how many mm. think and i guess not just the theater right like yeah. you're at the theater maybe once a week or less than once a week but yeah just in general like in the like what would be like a rough average you think like including you know watching a movie on netflix or something exactly yeah okay. everything like ooh, that's hard um i would probably i've mm. <laughs> So theater is probably between 30 to 40 a week or not a year. A year I mean, yeah. and then, um, like in total, probably 130 or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> 130, 130 so movies more than it averages more than two per week. Cause you've watched, yeah. so you're saying you watch one to three streamed at home movies per week ish. Yeah. 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 Plus the theater. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and then like plus shows and stuff like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. little, you know, I guess it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Movies yeah. and TV different. Yeah. 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 Okay. So 130 something ish rough average. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So when you think about like, I don't know, like even the next 10 years, you're going to watch a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. How much of my life I'm going to yeah, waste. Yeah, no, it's a lot yeah. of movies. Yeah, so it's important to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So um, as I mentioned, guests or listeners, um, so Why You, uh, that's the episode. And we're going to talk about Johnny's favorite movie in the whole wild world, which I don't know if people would ever guess. Um, ha- are, do you talk to people about this movie? Or are they sh- like surprised that, that you like it? Um, I think my close friends know, but then like, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't like come up that often. I yeah, feel like. Yeah, yeah. You know. Other than with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But like, have you ever like said it and people are like, oh, um, or I imagine some people are like, oh, I've never even seen that before. Yeah. There, there's definitely a lot of that. I, I think. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are just kind of like, oh, that's just like gore porn. You know, it's just it's oh, just really? like blood. Yeah, it's just like bloody and like oh. whatever. And because I mean, the. the I think the thought is Quentin Tarantino is that's kind of his thing is just blood and stuff. And, and that is one of the things that really sticks out. So, wow. Okay. I, well, we're spoiling it, but I never, (laughs) I I thought that certainly about, I mean, I didn't, I don't feel that opinion. I can understand it with like kill bill. Yeah. um, Or even actually a lot of his other ones. (laughs) I never actually thought that about this movie. But let's talk about it. So the movie that we're talking about, Johnny's favorite movie in the whole wide world, which if he's watching 130-something movies per year and 10 years from now, it's going to be a 1,000 <laughs> movies. Um, his favorite, and then I don't know how many in the past, and including beating out Lindsay Lohan's uh, Parent Trap. Um, his favorite movie is Inglorious Bastards. Um, so I guess maybe not everyone is super familiar or maybe not even know it at all. Um, so the movie came out in 2009. Um, as we mentioned, it's a Quentin Tarantino film. Um, I looked up some like Wikipedia and other like um, things. Apparently, like he wrote it way long ago and just never 
released it, which I thought was a fun fact. Yeah. Um, really cool. Uh, I was gonna say staff cast. Uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Christoph Waltz is in it. Michael Fassbender or um, Magneto or yeah. what other do people know Michael Fassbender as? He's the very attractive husband to Alicia Vikander. I don't know if everybody knows that. Uh, Diane Kruger. Um, uh, BJ Novak has a very small role. <laughs> However, I like to know, uh, pick him out because he's a Massachusetts Bostonian and uh, office person. Um, made $321.5 million in the box office, which isn't bad. Um, but, I mean, it certainly is not. Like, like Avengers probably made like a billion or whatever, right? Or oh, $900 million or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, last fun fact about the movie, eight Oscar nominations, and Christoph Waltz did win uh, for Best Supporting Actor, which I'm pretty sure everyone on oh, a part of the Academy so was, yeah, it was like a no question. Yeah. I don't even know who he was up against. I don't really care. Jeez, um, <laughs> yeah. this was just like the most insane, um, whatchamacallit, like the performance. performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, I'm sure, it changed his life like big time uh, from then on. Yeah, so, I think it was like a breakout role for him because I think he yeah. did smaller stuff in um, in Europe, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he really hit American cinema before this. Right, 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 right. I mean, I never knew who he was before this, and then now everybody knows who he is. Um, so do you want to do like a quick lowdown of the basic plot of the movie, like a one-minute plot? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so basically, it it centers around... Um, this group called uh, the Bastards, and so this is set in uh, World War II era, and it, the Bastards are basically um, a U.S. military um, group that is sent in to uh, essentially just kill Nazis. Um, and then you know, there's a couple different storylines. There's one with uh, Hans Landa, which is Christoph Waltz's character, who is. Uh, an SS uh, officer who hunts down Jews, and then um, it's basically there. It's basically uh, kind of them tangoing, and then uh, eventually, you know, the the bastards. I guess uh, without spoilers, it's the the bastards. You know, pulling off a, a mission. I think it's okay, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to continue, but let's just. Not hesitate with any spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spoilers. Spoilers ahead. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so before we talk directly about the movie, actually, a question that's coming up in my mind: um, Are Tarantino things a film for you, or is it just this one? Not that you, like, I'm, I imagine you enjoy like Pulp Fiction, whatever, like the other ones. But like, were, were are they like a part of your favorite list at all, or is it just like this movie's different? Um, it well, yeah, I think this movie is different. Uh, this movie, I think, is Tarantino's masterpiece, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all the other films are like, they're, I'm I'm fine with them, um, but they're, they're not at this level. I, I actually do really like Django Unchained, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Also, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, like I think I think those two really really stick out um, as as far above the other ones. Okay, but it's not like this is your favorite movie related to like. Oh, you're, you're, he's your favorite director and like you just love what he does type thing. Oh, no, no. Okay. It's kind of just because of the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think Tarantino's fantastic too, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's more than 
just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you like it or fall in love with it the very first time, or did it take time or rewatching? Dude, I fell in love with it the first minute <laughs> of watching it. <laughs> like, actually, that usually that would be a like a I don't know over exaggeration, but. That actually makes sense yeah. based upon the movie. Yeah. The very beginning is amazing. Yeah. The okay. So you loved act, it. Yeah. yeah. The opening act is just so engrossing. That's actually, so I wrote down a, like five reasons why this is my favorite yeah. movie. Uh-huh. And like the opening act is one of the reasons why th- this movie just sticks out so much more than anything Okay. Yeah. Else. Let's talk about it. Continue. So I was going to ask, obviously, like what makes you love the movie so much? Let's talk about that one. Opening act. Yeah, so the opening act, um, I kind of paraphrase it as like uh, introducing Hans Landa. Mm. I think I think that's the general, um, the gist of it. And uh, yeah, so it, it's basically to set the scene. It's it's basically uh, this French farmer who is uh, housing um, Jews and um, yeah under his floorboards, and then. Uh, Hans Landa comes and he's he suspects this French farmer of um, yeah of of harboring enemies of the state and and then um, eventually he, he kills them he finds them and kills them but mm-hmm. I, just the the thing about it is that there's so much tension that's built up yep. like yep. W- with very simple things you know like just mm. just two actors looking at each other and and you feel so on edge and, <laughs> and you're just like wow these guys can really act you mm. know like mm. yeah like their eye just just with their eyes yeah. it's like conveying so much emotion and so much is happening um yeah and that opening act like the also the camera work is so good and I, I love the way that they do it because um, he, the French farmer, Perrier Lapadite, <laughs> played by uh, Dennis Menoche, he's, so he sits down at the table with Hans Landa and then they're, you know, Hans is like asking him just standard questions about this family that, um, you know, used to live nearby. And then, um, and then, so he says, oh, list off the family members. And, and Perrier Lapadite is like, you know, oh, there's the the mother, father, and then the brother. His name's Bob, and then <laughs> yeah, Bob, <laughs> Bob, <laughs> so French, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then Hans Landa's like, Bob, <laughs> and and then so I, I think it's like at that point where it like kind of confirmed for Hans that it's like, oh, there's this is something like messed up here, and that's when the camera starts to pan around them. And it starts to move because, you know, before it's all like singular, like solid shots. Yeah. And it starts to move. And then it pans down below the floorboards and you see the Jewish family hiding. And it's mm. just like, oh, man, just everything is so well thought out. It's ugh, they're they're absolute beasts at acting. It's just so good. Yeah. I I think that for the average movie watcher. It's we we wouldn't fully be able to wrap our minds around like that full that word performance and that it really is an empty room i mean it, it's a nice set it looks like you know like a yeah. world war ii era french dairy farm cabin yeah so yeah. but like there's really there's nothing about the set they could have been in a cardboard box and it's camera work 
and two guys' facial expressions and their tone of voice. Yeah. And oh. in making you feel like you're going to blow up, like your heart yes. is going to explode. Yes. Like, and, 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 um, the close-up shots, it's constantly on their faces. And then especially when their facial expressions change. Oh, my like God. Like when Hans goes yes. from, like, fake happy and then he's <laughs> pissed. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, he, it really is masterful. Oh, yeah. It's it's so amazing. And then, you know, they, so they, they start off speaking in French. Yeah. Um, and then Hans, it, you know, he, I'm sure his French is... So Christoph Waltz in real life speaks like five or six right, languages, right, right. F- like perfectly fluently, and then so and so Hans Landa he lies and he's like, oh yeah, this is as much French as I know. Can we can we switch to English because I think he knows that the other family doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So they start talking and then he he says, you're harboring enemies of the state, are you not? And then and then all all the farmer says is like. Yes, and like yeah. his eyes start to twitch, and like yep, yep. oh my god, it's it's such a beautiful film. Like yeah, my heart is racing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's one of those things that you I I forgot that I was watching a movie. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, you're just yeah. like in it, yeah. and and this is all that there is right now. Yeah, and you're sucked in. Yeah, nothing could be in your mind you couldn't possibly be distracted yeah it doesn't matter in the theater if someone's sitting next to you like chomping on popcorn too loud. like you're sucked in oh yeah exactly yeah, yeah and and like i've watched this movie so many times and it's like that every single yeah. time yeah like i i legitimately just get sucked into it like i don't get i don't have the urge to check my phone yeah, like yep. you know work doesn't exist emails don't exist it's like just this and oh they're so good oh man I feel you. I, um, Unji and I, we very rarely, as you know, I don't know if everyone listening knows, watch a movie together from start to finish. It's like, we can probably count on one hand how many times that's happened. And one of them, coincidentally, it was Bastards in the theater, which is even more rare because if we are going to watch a movie, it's usually at home. I can't remember why we went to watch it. I mean, I liked Tarantino. I like and at the time liked Tarantino, but like you, I wasn't like obsessed with him. But like, I definitely right, right. watched um, most of his pop, if not all of his like super popular films. But for some reason, we wanted to watch this, and I just remember like, I remember like the the scenes like crystal clear. Like, I don't have any memory of anything else. Like, I don't know which theater we were in. Like, <laughs> where we like because I was so freaking sucked into the movie. I, I just, it was a real, like, legit, like, movie-watching experience in full, I oh, felt. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing is, it's, like, I think the best movies, especially for, like, the casual watcher, like, you know, if you're not, like, a film critic, um, it's, like, when you don't even know what's happening to you, like, they're, they're doing their job so well with, like, the manipulation of the, you know, whether it be the set, the performance, the, the camera angles, the shots, like, all that stuff. They're doing their job of, I don't need to know what you're doing because I'm just watching, but you're pulling me along for the journey with your job. Yes. Like that you cannot help but feel. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's a great opening scene. Yeah. It's incredible too. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly what you said. Just like them doing their jobs and yeah, just like just being in it and like they they do also put in a lot of meaning in all the little things too um and 
even like, I don't know, like all that stuff is really awesome and nice, but to me is like a cherry on top. And it's just like, I, I think the really, really important thing is that there's this story that is establishing who Hans Landa is mm. and it's just so electric when he's there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Every time he enters the room, oh. your heart starts Yeah. Little like the blood pressure starts raising a little yes. bit. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. And they, they do a really sneaky thing too, because um so this is this is aside from like the first uh, from the opening act but mm-hmm. they use uh music very sparsely in this um but when they do it's like very impactful and mm-hmm. um yeah that's one of those things too where they're just acting like in almost complete silence and it's it's just so powerful and then there there's a scene later on um the the strudel scene yeah. <laughs> where like they're having the little meeting and then Hans Landa walks in and like, there's just like a boom. Yeah. 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 And, and like, it really does set my heart racing just to see him. Oh my gosh. And the thing with Tarantino is like, it's not like, um, like his audio effects and music are not like nice in his movies. It's not typical. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's not a typical soundtrack, and so he's yeah. really trying to get your emotions going, and it's very like abrasive and loud. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Is 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 Strudel scene a part of your list? Oh, uh, Strudel scene is not, but it is like, oh man, it is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just for one second, because I know you have a list. Let's we'll stick to the list. But speaking of sound, the Strudel scene, like. Yeah, there's no music. Maybe there's, I think there's faint murmur background of like cafe sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when he's like, or when, and also when Shoshana is like cutting into the, the strudel, like it's her knife on the plate sound. Yes. He, yeah. he, he like um, puts out his cigarette butt and he goes, you yep, know, yep. like it's like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the simplicity of the sound having your attention fully focus on like what your eyes are seeing and then matching with like your, your ears. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very like, is visceral the right word? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's sure. Just, uh-huh. oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about number two. I think we could talk about strudel for like an hour. <laughs> so let's, let's not get sucked in strudel. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, so a, a lot of these kind of like bleed into each other. Should yeah. I, should I just like read out the, However you want. And if they bleed in, you can combine it. Just like, yeah, what what are okay. other reasons why you love the movie? Uh, yeah, so I, well, we already sort of talked about it. So I said the opening act was just incredible. I think it's a master, masterpiece. Um, I said Hans Landa is an incredible villain. Mm-hmm. Um, Christoph Waltz, you know, just acted his ass off. And it's just like, oh, so good. And, you know, we've, we've talked about that a little bit. Um. Uh, I said everyone brought their A-game. So, you know, I think Tarantino was amazing. The cinematographers, like, the way that they blocked everything. Um, The camera operators just, you know, doing everything. The editors. I I think set design was amazing. Um, Like, costume was all just so Mm. good. Like, everything was so good. Um, And then, yeah, and then I I said, there's so much tension in this movie and so much of it is done just using like really mundane tasks, you know? And so like we're talking about 
eating strudel, eating strudel <laughs> at a cafe. Yeah. What are some of the other mundane tasks? So, um, like, one of the mundane tasks is just drinking in a tavern. <laughs> like, you know, that there's... Uh, with, with the opening scene is, like, them having a glass of milk and yeah. smoking a pipe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's... Yeah, I never really thought of it like that. Yeah. Nothing... The movie is extremely, like... Um, what is it called? Like biologically, physiologically, physiologically exciting. Yeah. But there's nothing exciting. Yeah. That happens in the movie, really. I mean, there's like war parts. There, there's. But there's like, a lot of just sitting. I, yeah, I think like ninety eight percent of the movie <laughs> yeah. is just like, pe- is just people staring. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I never noticed that. Yeah. Or I never stopped to think about that. They, they really, they really. They're really spare. I I think so. This is this is the way that they do it with a lot of parts of the movie. You know, like we're talking about with sound and also with action, they use it very sparingly and they mm. put it in in very key moments instead of just trying to be like, oh hey, this is there's like look at all these cool action things that we can do. And, and instead, it's it's like okay, let's like let's slowly build up to it using yeah. these these moments and then and then when it pays off it's yeah, just like yeah, really yeah, pays yeah. off i've never thought of this but there are a lot of scenes yeah where it's there's no like um like frills and like explosions and this and that it's very often just maybe two people three people talking to each other in a room Yep. Like I'm thinking about like, okay, so, you know, we have the, the intro scene, which is two people in a brown box <laughs> and it feels like so much happens. Um, Brad Pitt gives his like speech to the bastards where it's extremely quiet and just mm-hmm. him talking and soldiers standing there saying nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about when Michael Fassbender um, gets briefed for his mission with Mike Myers. Oh yeah, Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, weird. That, that bastard is in this movie. <laughs> Speaking of bastards. Um, it's them in an empty room that's a little echoey. I like how the sound effects like sh- like makes you feel like you're in a big room because they are. They just talk like yeah. There's like, but I would never say this movie is slow, is boring. Like no, it's like that's, paced that's crazy. so perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the crazy thing that it's paced so perfectly and like almost kind of objectively, nothing happens <laughs> for a lot of it. So. Right, I mean, in the end, there's, like, the Tarantino, like, gore porn, as you mentioned, but it's yeah. just at the end. Yeah. I guess when they're scalping Nazis, like, yeah, it, there's a little gruesomeness to it, but that's not, like, the focal point. It's not like a, a war movie where, like, there's, like, 10 minutes of, like, I don't know, like, Legolas, like, chopping off heads of, like, orcs or, yeah, or guns, yeah. like, blowing people up and, like, bullets, like, getting, like, people getting shelled. It's yeah. just, yeah, like, there's blood, but... That's not the point of the scene. It's like they're talking still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> it's an exciting, boring movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, oh, that's, that is really like, to be able to pull something like that off is takes a lot of skill. Yeah. Should we talk about what happens in uh, chapter two for, in case people haven't yeah. seen this? Let's talk about chapter two. Um, yeah, so chapter two, I, I wrote uh, as a paraphrase, like, enter the bastards um, and... So it, it's yeah, like you said, it's it's uh, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt talking to his crew of of Jewish soldiers, 
Um, and they're there to kill Nazis. And he <laughs> asks us for 100 Nazi scouts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many, so many great lines from Brad Pitt when, when <laughs> he's got the... Uh... Oh, yeah. So, like, later on, they have... They've raided uh, a Nazi patrol, and then they have three uh, prisoners, and then they question the you know whatever the high ranking one and then he's like oh yeah we're not really in the prisoner taking business we're in the killing nazi business and cousin business (laughs) is a (laughs) booming oh yes (laughs) with this like i don't even know what accent that is do you know did is there like somebody put that on wikipedia like what he was where he's supposed to be from it's like appalachian um like because he says he's the son of uh like tennessee it's either a kentucky or tennessee moonshiners yeah 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 yeah. okay okay so it's some yeah appalachian southern yeah something like that yeah yeah. somebody somebody online said that it was pretty accurate to the time which i i have no idea i have no way to verify (laughs) that (laughs) business is a booming (laughs) yeah oh oh yeah and then um so that's where we get introduced to uh, the bear Jew. Oh yeah, the bear Jew. <laughs> that's right, and he is from Boston. <laughs> yes. He has a Boston accent. He talks about Ted Williams and Fenway Park, Lansdowne Street. Very much a super towny. I appreciated that uh, in this movie. Oh yeah, he's made me happy. Awesome. <laughs> Eli Roth. Yeah, was that the actor's name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually a director. He does. Um, oh okay. He does a lot of horror films and stuff too. And uh, dude, so did you know that apparently uh, they wanted Adam Sandler to be <laughs> the bear Jew? <laughs> Can you imagine? So, but so I I think he had to decline because he was doing like funny people or something. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> Can you imagine Adam Sandler as the bear Jew, just like? Beating this dude. Yeah. So for context, <laughs> the bear Jew, he takes a Louisville slugger, and that is one of the gruesome scenes in the movie. Yeah. There actually yes, aren't that is. many gruesome scenes, but that is definitely one of them where he bashes that guy's head <laughs> yeah. in with a baseball bat multiple times. Um, so it's very violent. I cannot imagine Adam Sandler <laughs> coming out there and being like, "Oh my god." Oh, yeah, dude, I was I was gonna try to do an Adam Sandler voice, but I don't, yeah. think, I don't think I can. So. Yeah, well, he's from Bo- or not Boston. He's from New Hampshire, but he is a Red Sox fan as well. So I guess <laughs> yeah. that, those lines maybe they were written for him. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm the bear too. Wow! Like he's like shout thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where where did you hear that? Uh, it was. So on, I bought it on Amazon, and it does like the oh X-ray yeah 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 thing. yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it just gives you wow like some of those fun facts. That, like I happened to pause at the time, and then it's like Adam Sandler. Like, There's no way. Well, I don't know. Is after seeing um, uncut gems, does that make us think that he would be okay? I don't know. Oh. That would be so weird. Yeah, I don't. Maybe. <laughs> 2009. What was Adam Sandler even doing? Like, was Click sometime around then? Or, like, 
I think Click was a couple of years before that. I, okay. I want to say that was like 07 or something like that. But yeah, I mean, man, he yeah. was doing funny people. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't really have anything better to do. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning new stuff. I, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? What else makes you love this movie? Um. So okay. So I I really love the fact that um a lot of things kind of are foils for each other so they they like mirror each other in a really interesting way um so like one of the things is like the the nazis have like propaganda right and you know they they want them to think a certain way and so actually in in the third act we see uh shoshana who is the lone surviving uh, family member from Act One under mm-hmm. the floorboards. Um, who? Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about that when with her running away, all bloodied, and then um, Hans Landa like pointing his pistol at her, and then you know the the famous line, "Arriva, Shoshana." Yeah. Oh, that one sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is you know four years after after that, and then she owns a cinema. And, um, you know, they're, they're showing a lot of, so, so eventually what happens is that there's this German sniper who ended up killing, you know, like hundreds of people. And so they want to make a, a, a film from his exploits and they want to show it at Shoshana's theater for a bunch of the German high command. Um, and so you pit that against sort of what we see uh as cinema goers uh, and, and we're watching the bastards like kill the nazis and we we are cheering for them and it's it, in in a very similar way like how the nazis are like l- are watching their you know quote unquote hero like slaughter um a bunch of people and I, it's just very interesting because i i'm i mean i'm in no way like saying that they're on the uh, same level, yeah. But like, it's just very interesting the way that um, the writers or director. I, I don't. I think Tarantino wrote everything, uh, but I don't want to take away from writer. You know, and but just the way that he uses the writers use similar um, things to convey completely opposite, um, like morality, I guess almost. Yeah, and you're, it just kind of, de- it's like saying you just depends what side you're on. Yeah. But like you're doing the same thing in a way. And yeah, you were not pitting, yeah. Like not saying like Nazi Germany is equal. Germany is equal to yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nazis are bad. Let's get that clear. <laughs> yeah, Nazis are bad. We're going to get so. canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's cr- clear. But yeah, the, the artistic point. Yeah. 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 yeah and the, uh, they do that a lot. And, Oh man, I, I just really love it. I mm. I think I think it's so it's so good. Yeah, and while that movie while the movie of the German soldier, the German hero, is being played in this movie, Inglorious Bastards, you see the audience like cheer and they're like yeah. happy and they're like yay and they like love the movie as they're watching someone kill people yeah yeah exactly. and like in some ways like we're like doing the same thing yeah i don't yeah. know if people are cheering but yeah yeah i think this movie is a lot about catharsis too because mm. i 
I mean, this movie is about catharsis for me because it's, uh, I mean, I'm not supposed to like vengeance, but like, (laughs) (laughs) you, you know what I mean? Like, there's something very cathartic about seeing Hitler just get mangled <laughs> so. and there's it's fire related too so which is you know meant to be like cleansing by fire oh yeah 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 but yeah um yeah so the i i think it's so funny too because the the sniper that the movie's about uh frederick zola zola yeah played by daniel Bruhl, who like oh yeah he are he and Kristoff in the same Bond together? Do they end up being in the same? Because they're both in one of the Daniel Craig Bonds, right? Uh, am I making that I up? Don't oh know no, if Daniel he's, sorry, is. sorry. He's in, he's in Marvel. He ends yes. up in Marvel. Yes. Um, he's Captain America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so he's he's a Marvel Nazi. In that one oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Is a that little, racist to just keep? Typecast. Yeah, casting the German <laughs> as an evil Nazi. Yeah. I mean, he's good at it, but... Yeah. I think if Marvel gave me an offer to play a Nazi, I'd definitely play a Nazi to oh get into a Marvel gosh. movie. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a Marvel Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. So, so, his... So, he is... Um, what's it called? Like kind of courting, uh, Shoshana. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, he's, he's just a gross dude, you know, like he's definitely like trying to use his power. Uh, like he, I think he thinks that he's so much more desirable than he is. And he like tries to play it off as he's a nice guy. He's innocent. A nice guy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then he's humble. Yeah. And, Oh my god! It, like it, it's so crazy because um, that scene with uh, Shoshana, it, who is now Emmanuel Mimu, mm-hmm. um, she so she's in that French cafe, and then like he sees her, and he's like, "Oh hey, like can I sit, whatever?" And then she immediately blows him off. He's she's like, "I'm I'm not interested in being friends with you." He's like, what? Why? It's like, uh, because yeah. you're invading my country <laughs> and killing my people. Right. Um, and and then, yeah. So the movie, is for context, is taking place in German Nazi-occupied France. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're still there, and that's where the scenes are taking place. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, and then and then like you know some some German uh high command like comes in he's like oh my god you're flipping yeah, Zola, yeah. you know whatever and and then she and then so and then she's like what who are you and and so when when she asked that question he's like oh i'm in like you know she you know she's gonna fall for me because of the the fame whatever and then it was just so stupid you know it, it, He's so stupid. And he's like, well, like, what did you do? Like, you know, you're a war hero. He's like, yeah, I killed, you know, I was in a sniper tower and I killed, and I was surrounded by 300 uh, enemy soldiers. He's like, oh, yeah, I killed 68 of them the first day. And then I killed 300, you know, whatever. It's like, did you think this would impress her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like shooting her brethren or yeah uh, yeah like you know it's just like 
man. It's just like absolutely delusional. But it's like it's like very clear that they're used to power, you know. And I think mm. I think Daniel Bruhl played it really well that he's yeah, he's so used to having power, so used to not having to um like really do much to to get what he wants in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean he 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 did kill like hundreds of people, um, but like I don't know, like, because he did that, he feels like he doesn't have to, yeah, that all other aspects of life should be served to him. Right. You know? It's just like, man, he, he plays a very good villain, too. There, there are nuances to the movie, including his character, and maybe even, like, passing things of that make it really clear that, like, um, obviously the movie takes place in France. The Nazis have occupied, and they're in charge, but, like, there are like little lines here and there that really make you feel like oppressed. Like, Hey, we're the ones in charge here. Mm. Like even when she's brought to that cafe or no wrong cafe, different cafe later, like the Nazi just pulls up in his car. is like, Hey, you come with me. And like, that's not normal. Like we've never experienced that, but like, I think they conveyed, Hey, like this is, this is France. Like people are speaking French and like, you know, the, the characters and actors are French or some of them, everyone's French speaking, but they have no power in this situation. Yes. Like, we're the bosses, and they definitely make that clear. I feel like, not like necessarily like that explicitly, but just in the small things in the movie. Mm. Yeah. They, so I think that's a really good point that you bring up too, and like feel uh, people feeling oppressed. And uh, one of the kind of sneaky ways that they do that for us too is so. Uh, I believe Shoshana does not speak German in the film. Right. And so, you know, like I would say 90% of the movie is not in English. You know, it's mm-hmm. in French, German, or even some Italian. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the end is in English. So that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the, so they, they put subtitles up for everything except for, um, some parts of the German oh, when Shoshana yeah. is overhearing this German. It's just like two German yeah. officers talking and she has n- no idea what they're saying. And we also have no idea what yeah. they're saying. And it's it like, that. it's very othering. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. So it, yeah, they're, they're very sneaky. Very good. Yeah. Like that. it's funny to think of subtitles as, as opposed to a screenwriter just wanting people of different, languages to be able to understand it actually being a part of the writing in a way yeah yeah that's really cool yeah i love it i i think they're such geniuses Mm -hmm. everyone everyone it took to put this movie together is oh Mm. amazing Mm. what else what else do you like about the movie or love about the movie um okay well let's see let's see let's see so should we go to the next act i feel like the next act is kind of um is it the seller yeah <laughs> operation uh, kino operation <laughs> kino you uh, know like I, I i've said this to you before it's not my favorite movie um but it's up there for me too and like yeah i mean i think i memorize movies well even if i haven't seen them that many times but like this one i've seen lot of times like i think i'm approaching close to 10 yeah i think (laughs) um 
but yeah, I realized like as as we're talking, even Operation Kino, like things are they're stored up here. Like the hard drive, <laughs> yeah. the hard drive is full of inglorious. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about Operation Kino. So this is Mike entrance of Mike Myers. <laughs> yes. Oh hey, if Mike Myers could have been in this movie, Adam Sandler could have been in this movie too. I take it back. Let's bring Happy Gilmore in, in cut two. Um, oh my god. Oh yeah. I guess he does have a he does have a killer golf swing. So yeah. he could have just <laughs> translate that to a baseball yeah, bat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want me to talk about the plot? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Operation Kino. Yeah. So, okay, so Operation Kino, it opens, like you said, with Mike Myers uh, briefing a, a, another British soldier. Or Mike Myers is like a general or something. Right. And uh, actually, Winston Churchill is in oh, the yeah. room as well. That's right. Um, and then uh, Michael Fassbender is the is the soldier. He comes in, he briefs him about this, um, about this operation where, so basically they they're going to have this german cinema night at Shoshana's movie theater where all the german high command including hitler is going to be and so they're like you know you know this is the perfect time to launch an assault and we could end the war um if we just bomb yeah. that theater one swift blow yeah yeah one one quick uh chop and yeah and then and then it cuts to uh, it cuts to them like outside of the tavern where the rendezvous is going to be um, because their their contact is Bridget von Hammersmark, played by Diane Kruger. Um, and it <laughs> like Brad Pitt is so angry because he's like, you didn't tell me that the rendezvous was in a basement. <laughs> right. The tavern is in a basement. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's just like, like what's the problem? It's like if something goes wrong, you're fighting in yeah. a basement, <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah, so it's like it's it's very clearly lining up to something bad because, um, yeah, you 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 don't. And he makes a big show of that this is a really bad idea because like I'm not a military strategist right, or like. Right a fighter or anything. So I, w I wouldn't, it wouldn't have really sunk into me that, Hey, a, a rendezvous in a basement is not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's a really hard egress. Um, like if you throw one grenade in there, it can, it'll like kill everybody, yeah. you know? Um, so it, it's just like, yeah, that, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, also one of my favorite lines there. Cause, um, one of my favorite characters, Hugo Stiglitz. Oh man! That oh, he's guy. one of your favorite characters. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, because he's just that guy's just insane. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but Hugo Stiglitz, he he's he was basically part of the SS, and then he ends up killing thirteen Gestapo officers, um, and so they they take him and they want to give him a tribunal in Berlin, but then the bastards intercept him and then bring them, bring them into their fold. Uh, yeah. It's so funny. Cause he's like just in the back room, like sharpening his knife. Yeah, yeah. Michael Fassbender goes in and talks to him and he's like, uh, okay, this guy is a certified freak, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> and then he, he walks to Brad Pitt and he's like, yeah, who goes like, 
not really the loquacious type, right? <laughs> He's like, is that the kind that of man you, you want? Yeah. Loquacious <laughs> type. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Love and it. I like the line that follows where he's like, um, like asking him if I need to know if you're gonna stay calm. And he looks straight <laughs> up at him, he's like, Do I not look calm to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, would you put it that way? <laughs> yeah. uh, so the scene continues. They end up Diane Kruger is a German movie star who is going to help. She's a spy, right? She's also a spy. Yeah. Who's yeah. going? He's like the mole who's going to help take Nazi Germany down. Exactly. So she's meeting with Fassbender. The, he's a Brit. And then the bastards who are all dressed as German officers to meet with her in this tavern um, where she will explain to them, hey, like there's a, this, this is going down and how they're going to basically end the war yeah with the with the three the only three german speaking right 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 right, right. which is very important jewish and german speaking yes yes exactly i mean that's part of why they ended up on the bastards because they wanted they needed them for the mission and yeah 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 exactly so what happens next so so they meet with diane kruger and and you know, originally they're like, you know, it'll be fine. This is kind of like out of the way. Like there's going to be no German soldiers in here. I know it's a basement, but like it should be, it's pretty remote, you know, whatever. And then as soon as they walk down, there's a table full of German soldiers, like four, like five or six German soldiers. And they're just like, oh God, like what is, <laughs> what is happening? And so, you know, everything just goes wrong, like, you know, worse and worse. And, um, yeah, and then and eventually, uh, one of the privates that's at the other table, he's like hammered, and so he like goes up and he's talking to uh, Bridget von Hammersmark and and the uh, and the bastards, and then the bastards are dressed as officers, you know, so higher ranking. And so they, you know, they get super annoyed and they tell him off and, you know, they're like, you know, go, go away, like, leave us alone. We're officers. You're a, pri- you're an enlisted man. Um, and then, you know, he's super drunk. So he's like, oh, you know, like, like your accent is weird because, mm-hmm. um, Michael Fassbender is like posing as a German, um, and, and he's really British um and then you know they they're like have you lost your mind and so you know they scare them and they you think it's going to be okay but then there's a gestapo officer that's in the back like in the back room the whole time yeah yeah just like out of nowhere he's like you know actually i think that guy's right your accent is weird um and and then he like just comes over and then he sits at their table and like they like play a game together and and like, yeah, it's it's like such a when you say it out loud, it's it's like a mundane thing, yeah. kind of, but it's like so tense, like yeah. the whole time they're like, oh man. But the recap is: people are sitting in a basement, having drinks, talking, and they're ha- and there there is like the twist of that there's a high-ranking real German officer there, and he notices that their accents are bad. I mean. It's like whatever, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, yeah. the whole time. 
Yeah. And it's similar, right? Like there's the the sound that builds up the tension or the lack thereof of sound that builds up the tension. Yep, exactly. The performances, like facial expressions. Like I I I wanna say Michael Fassbender's close up shots is like there's a lot in that scene, right? Of like seeing oh, yeah. like even the wrinkles on his face and like his like uh brow like furrowing or like trying to relax. Yes. Yes. It's super intense. Oh, it's so good. There's like no relaxing in this movie now that we're going through these um the different acts or um it's, chapters. It's all fake relaxing yeah. because <laughs> there's silence, but there's yeah, no real yeah. relaxing. Oh. So that whole thing ends up in this huge like gunfight where pretty much everybody dies except for Bridget von Hammersmark and the soldier who was celebrating his baby's birth. Well, he ends up dying too. Yeah, Bridget von Hammersmark guns him down. Right. She gets taken by the bastards. The bastards. Brad Pitt comes and gets her. And I think when the scene changes, like one of the the lines that stick out to me is when she's explaining like oh like you don't know like there's been a change of events here oh yeah and then it, like <laughs> zooms in on her and the fear yeah will be in attendance <laughs> yeah. um and then does it move to, is that the last se- uh mm-hmm. chapter after this yeah uh yep that's and then that's chapter 5 and then that's the last one So of these chapters, what is your favorite one? I mean, I guess number one, right? Yeah. Uh, is that clear? Yeah, I think number one is my favorite, and and then number oh, it's so hard though. Yeah, if if I really really had to choose, yeah, it'd be number one. Yeah. What would be second? Would it be the? It would basement? be chapter five. Oh. Chapter five is the, the ending. ending, or like the theater blowing up, yeah, shooting yeah. Hitler, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is 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 Hans getting his deal, getting traded off, and then... That's all in Chapter 5. That's all included? It's not a separate? Mm-mm. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's, like, pretty iconic, too. The, um, what does Brad Pitt say when it's, like... Oh, when he's asking, like, oh, you're going to take off that uniform. And <laughs> oh, like, yeah. <laughs> what is that? He doesn't say, I, I'm not going to like that. What, what's his line? It's like, 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 can you abide that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could not. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he puts a, so the bastards put a swastika scar, like carved in by Brad Pitt's knife on their foreheads. Oh, the foreheads of the surviving Nazis that they let, let go. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because, so we didn't talk about this, but in Act 2, the, the thing that it seems that they've done a lot is when they capture a patrol, they'll, they offer, um, life in exchange for information right um and then he's like oh but you know you you can't like tell them what that you told us information be they'll kill you and so um just so we're gonna mark you um and then tell them that we let you live so that you could tell our story so that you could spread fear and which is like the propaganda thing again right 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 um yeah, just making them out to be like this, just such a scary entity, the bastards, yeah, yeah. you know. Especially because it's not like people are seeing them. It's just like this, like, it's like the boogeyman of sorts. Yeah, yeah. If you see the bastards, you've died. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. 
You know, like of Brad Pitt. Let's talk about Brad Pitt for a second. I mean, I guess Christoph Christoph Waltz, rightly so, gets kind of like most of the attention. Um, his character is just epic yeah. in every way. But Brad Pitt, like, is that considered a lead? He was a lead, right? Or he was the like. If he got nominated, it would have been for lead actor, right? Christoph Waltz won for a supporting actor. Yeah, I I guess so. Like, it's hard to say in this movie who's, like, the right, lead right, and the supporting. Because right. it's, like, you could make the you could make the argument that Shoshana is a lead. You could honestly make the argument that Hans Landa is a lead. And so, I, yeah, yeah. I, I guess because it's instead of one, like, story arc, it's, like, five layers all yeah. happening simultaneously and interwoven in a way yeah, that's yeah. kind of complicated for Lee. But he has like, a, in terms of screen time, he has a lot. Um, yes. And I don't know, like I think he does a really good job in this movie too. Yo, he's amazing. It's interesting how he ends up in a number of war films after starting his career as just like the heartthrob, you know? Oh yeah, he did uh, Fury. Uh, Fury, yeah. Did he do anything else? Hard time um, I mean, this isn't a war film, but I mean, um, Fight Club. He, like, he has oh, like yeah. some pretty like, yeah, like, pretty gnarly, yeah, 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 roles. But he did a good job. So, is is Hans Landa your favorite character in the movie, or is he just? Oh yeah, I think villain? so. Okay, yeah, he's he's just such a complicated person, an evil person, but just like very complicated, and I. In, in just like comparing it to other films, it's hard to see them do a villain like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just like so well thought out and just like so, just so much thought put into it. Uh, that's exactly, I said the same thing twice. But um, yeah, he's, he's so good. Yeah, the, I think the more complex the villain, obviously the harder it is to like write well for and convey on screen. But yeah. when it pays off, you know, it's so much better than just like a bad guy who's like trying to kill everybody and like rob a bank or something like that. It's like, yeah, he's evil and it, like exceptional at what his job, like at what he does. Yes. Like yes. you see his skill, how skillful he is at like basically like hunting down Jews and yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting too because I think normally when we think of really well written villains, we think of someone like Killmonger, for example, from Black Panther. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Who they're complicated because um, you can almost uh, you can almost agree with mm-hmm. w- like why they're doing something. Maybe you don't agree with exactly what they're doing, but you're like, oh, I like stand for that. You know, like I stand for empowering like the people that have never had power, um, you know, like whatever, all that stuff. Um, but Hans Landa is like, there, there's nothing about him that I agree with, Mm -hmm. but like, he's still such a complex character. And like in, in no, not a single second, am I like rooting for him? You know, like, but like, like some, you know, people are like conflicted about, do I root for Killmonger? It's like weird, you know? And so I, I don't know. It's hard to put my finger on why Hans Landa is such an exceptional villain, but oh, man. I think one of the things though of like, 
seeing his seeing him on screen i think if we were to like if somebody like some movie nerd would put like a pie chart of when he's being like villainous in a way that we would think so like if i think of a movie villain they're like scary looking maybe disheveled like saying something grumpy or with like like a growl in their voice maybe yeah. cussing or doing something like quote unquote evil yeah, yeah yeah like in this movie he's the worst and he's <laughs> pure evil but probably the pie chart is like 90 percent like him smiling him being like schmoozing people and yeah, like like being goofy. chit-chatting yeah, yeah being funny dropping jokes like he's Pure evil in in the strudel scene. We still, I mean, we're gonna keep like talking about the strudel scene while saying we're not talking <laughs> about it. He's pure evil in the strudel scene. You hate his guts, but he's nothing but pleasant. Yeah. He like buys Shoshana a nice dessert. Oh yeah. Like encourages her to eat it the way that she's gonna enjoy it the most. Offers <laughs> her her a cigarette. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, he's just nothing but nice to her, right? Like. Yeah. But he's the worst. Oh. So I think God. that maybe like there's that too of like. That tension, speaking of tension of, yeah, there's like, I, I don't know if I know a more evil, I mean, I guess there's plenty of evil villains on TV or movies, but like, he's so evil, but most of the time we see him, he's like acting like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Even in chapter five, um, you know, again, spoilers, but he creates like a plea deal. Is it a plea deal? Is that technically what it is? Whatever. A deal to basically end the war for like you know not being held for all of his war crimes and oh speaking there's a lot of massachusetts love in this movie nantucket he wants a house on nantucket (laughs) yeah he gets the house Uh, in nantucket maybe this is why i love this movie so much i'm such a homer um you know and he asked for like his reward and all that stuff and so he's saving millions of lives by ending the war, but it's like, oh, but you're just like saving your own skin, you like scumbag, you know? Yeah. Um, like that's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Should we talk about what happens in chapter five? I guess we're a little bit dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's basically the night of the premiere, the German premiere with Hitler and, you know, all the German high command is there. And then, so we actually have two, two plots to blow up the theater because we have Shoshana, who is her and her lover Marcel, are like, yeah, I mean, all these all these high ranking Germans are here. Let's burn it all down. Um, and then the bastards are also obviously we talked about in Operation Kino. They want to blow it up. Um, and. Yeah, so it starts out with Hans Landa actually catching the bastards. Um, and then so you kind of think that the plan is foiled. Um, but then, you know, like, like you just said, he brokers a deal that says, you know, I, I'm just going to let the plan go through. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to tell anyone that this plan exists. And by doing that, like, I'm ending the war, essentially. Right. Um, so like, you know, give me a house on Nantucket and let, give me citizenship, you know, whatever, all this stuff. And, uh, yeah. And like, I, yeah, it's, and then eventually, yeah. So eventually everything goes through, they kill Hitler, they burn down the theater, all the, all the, um, all the Germans burn. Yeah. They (laughs) die. (laughs) But 
Okay, so th- the number one most cathartic moment in this, though, was, okay, so they, part of Shoshana's plan is they want to make a movie for the Germans. And so they splice this movie that they have, basically just of her face speaking to them. They splice it into this movie that's about that sniper's exploits. Um, and yeah, and like, it, it's so chilling, the line. She's like, yeah, my name is Shoshana Dreyfus and I'm the face of Jewish vengeance. <laughs> and then she starts laughing and oh yeah, my Yeah, like the God. evil laugh, like the cackle laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, yes, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I I cannot agree with or I do not relate. Not agree. <laughs> I was not pumped at that scene. I was like my jaw was like on the floor. I was just stunned and just like what on earth is happening? Because Shoshana gives her speech, her like her like um Wizard of Oz head speech. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, like the theater is burning. People are like panicking, crawling over each other, trying to get out the theater. At the same time, the bastards are unloading clip after clip of like automatic rifles like into the crowd yeah um and it's just mass chaos like things are burning and crumbling off the walls like and like blood is splattering everywhere like yeah i was not thinking (laughs) of vengeance i was just like what is happening like yeah eyes wide open jaw like a gape yeah i i remember that scene and being like stunned yeah and that, that was the bear Jew that was yeah, gunning yeah. them down. Can you right. imagine if that was Adam Sandler? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I think I'm going to title this episode Adam Sandler as the bear Jew. Bearing you then. Bearing you then. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. It was Donnie. Like, yeah. That, that scene was pretty gruesome. Yeah. I, I feel was... like if they could have even gone worse, if, like in, in a way of like. Um, if they used more special effects for like more blood or something, like it yeah. could have even been worse. But like, you know, usually with like uh, something like the extremes of gore, like a limb or body part being cut off, a gun going through someone's head, you know how like it'll, the camera angle will change at that moment or mm-hmm. it'll move away. So that's like, you know what happened and you saw a little bit of it. Ooh, you get that, but you yeah, don't like yeah. fully see it. I don't know how many seconds it is, but it feels like an eternity of Hitler's face in the shot, and then yeah, holes and his like gyrating like or like shaking dead body like vibrating because the bullets like continue to enter his skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it feels like this is too long. This is too long. Like like move the freaking camera, you know? Yeah. But I I mean similar to the cathartic like burning thing like seeing not just one bullet end him like you understand why donnie who's a jew yeah and like understands what he's done to millions and millions of jews yeah he's like finger is held on to that trigger yeah, as yeah. the automatic rifle just yeah 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 because it and like with donnie the bear jew like in the previous with the baseball bat scene he sees that uh german commander or whatever and, he, and yeah. he, he points at the medal is like do you get that for killing jews and he says for bravery yeah and he's oh. like, so you oh. shouldn't have said that 
But you see in Donnie's eyes, like, the anger and the pain when he yeah. says that. And he's just like, oh. Yeah, it's like, how could that be bravery? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <sighs> Man. And, you know, I don't know, like, in elementary school or actually not just elementary, in grade school, like, what your curriculum had you read about um, World War Two or... Have you ever been to the Holocaust Museum in D.C.? I have, yeah. Yeah, so, like, things like that, like, like a... I mean, I guess as Korean Americans, we have different experiences or like, um, uh, like, what's it called? Ancestral experiences with like pain. Sure. Yeah. But the World War II Jewish experience, man, like, so like even just like, obviously I can't relate to it personally, but thinking about that as the movie is going on too, of like what hit, obviously this, this, the story is very fake. Like yes. none of this happened <laughs> in real life. Um, but obviously we know what did happen in real life and seeing the Germans like get killed and like all this stuff, like, and all the emotions of tied to that still are there because we know the real story, yes. even though we're watching a fake story, you still kind of emotionally <laughs> mash the two together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Man. I feel like world war two movies, like, I don't think they could, ever like stop making them where you would like i mean obviously this one's fake but whether they're fake or accurate or based on real things or not um i don't you could just keep making them yeah i mean it's kind of a uh, i don't know if cultural touchstone is the right word but it's like very um i don't know like like everyone uses hitler as their go-to this is the Mm, evil yeah 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 like what the Nazis did, this is this is evil, uh, and it, it, they have epitomized like what evil and oppression mm. like kind of is in, in a lot of ways. So I mean, it makes sense that there's so many movies about World War Two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Does that like? I don't want to go into like social stuff, but you know how like the term even. Is it too lax now? Like we use the word Nazi for like being strict. Mm. Like yeah. Like I, 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 I'm thinking about this for the first time now. Like where Seinfeld, like one of the do you watch Seinfeld? The soup Nazi. Yeah, but it's like whether you watch it or not. I don't. I'm not really into Seinfeld, but everyone knows the soup Nazi, right? Yeah. And then even just like casually, like with friends, being like, oh yeah, like I don't know, like I'm, I'm such a Nazi about like vacuuming or like you know our quirk. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's crazy how like across many generate not many a number of generations and across the like ocean like it's such a historical thing and they're such a historical like group yeah that it's like intertwined and even yeah like slang yeah i mean like maybe it is yeah i mean i i i can see that yeah maybe it is a a little incense or not a little but it, it is kind of insensitive that we use it like that you know and and a lot of people do say like nowadays um like because there's a lot more people being um diagnosed with ocd and stuff too and you know that's that's a thing that you know we're like oh yeah i'm so ocd i like to yeah yeah sure put my pens in a certain order yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah, people like in our midst that have ocd they're like yeah that's that's kind of downplaying what it's like yeah yeah i mean we do that in plenty of ways yeah um and but i've just I mean, obviously, we're talking about a World War II film, but 
I wonder if that one's like, I mean, I guess everyone is going to have a different line. And what means more to you, you're going to say like, oh, that's too offensive to say. Yeah. But if there's ever like an objective one, I wonder if we should stop saying like being a Nazi about something petty, you know, like it's kind of crazy. You know, that's probably, (laughs) I think that's probably safe, safe, right? Yeah. 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 Honestly, it's not too hard to just not say that, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Any like parting um, favorite like tidbits, even scenes, like lines, like things that um, yeah uh, stick out to you? Uh, yeah. So th- there's actually something that they kind of uh, they kind of mirror each other. Uh, Hans Landa and uh, Brad Pitt's character Aldo Rain. So they actually mirror each other a little bit in that. They're only ever seen killing one person in the movie each, even though there's like quite a bit of killing in the movie. And so um, Aldo kills the at the very end of the movie. He kills the driver. Um, oh, yeah. I was German trying to think driver. of it as you were talking. I was like, who does he kill? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's the only person he kills. And then Hans, the only person that he personally kills. I mean, he's responsible for loads yeah, of yeah, deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the only person that he personally kills is uh, Bridget. Bridget von Hammersmark. Right. Um, and so I, I think that one of the reasons, like, I, I think one of the big themes in this too is um, about treachery and, um, yeah, just betraying one another. And so I think Hans Landa can't control himself in... But it, it's one of those things because he is committing like this enormous act of treachery um, against, you know, Hitler and all these people. Um, and it, it's I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like you hate the most something that you kind of see in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he sees Bridget von Hammersmark um, as a traitor. traitor yeah. And then and like. I so my personal theory is that he's been like crafting this from super long like since the strudel scene um that like he's kind of been seeing this that like uh Hitler is like kind of going off the rails you know um I I and so he's just waiting for the other shoe to drop and he's wait he's looking for a way to get out mm. and so he's got this bit of treachery in himself and then he sees it in, in her and it just like kind of explodes out. And um, yeah, so I, I think it's just very interesting. Mm. Yeah, I've not thought of that. I haven't, I never thought of the whole like, even the, they only kill one person thing. Yeah. Because I guess you just see them as like murderers, like who've killed plenty of people. I mean, I, I guess they probably have. They yes. certainly have or been responsible or told somebody else to that they're under their command. Yes. But like on scene or screen, you only see it to- like once each. Yeah. 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 But, and then uh, the, the last thing, um, have you seen, have you seen the video of them all saying hi, Sally? No. Do you know what that is? No. What is that? So Sally Menke is, uh, she, well, she was, the direct uh the editor for like all of tarantino's films sadly she passed away in 2010 um but like up until that like tarantino would just be like hi sally like in in random uh parts and then 
it's so you got to watch it uh, th- there's a youtube compilation of like all the people saying hi sally and there's one so uh, y- you know in the opening act when shoshana she's like bloody and she's like running away she like stops she turns and she's like hi sally <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> not method acting huh <laughs> yeah I can't believe they can turn it on and off like that. I know that's not the point of bringing it up, but like she's like crying in that scene, yeah. covered in her family's blood in yeah. that scene, and she yeah. stops to say hi, Sally. Okay. Yeah, it's so. Oh, there's there's another one where uh, Hugo Stiglitz after he dies, like they they show him his face like on the ground, and then you know they walk away, and then he like turns to the camera, he's like. Hi, Sally. I'm not actually dead. I'm going to go kick his Nazi balls now. (laughs) Is this like Tarantino's like fun, like inside joke with her because she's editing and always has to run into these things and cut them? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really cute. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um. So, final thing. Do you think? Or so? Do you think? And everyone should watch this movie, like minus like I don't know, like age restrictions and like. Do you think this is something that everyone could like, or do you think the gore and the violence, maybe even the language, is enough to, like, may not be everybody's cup of tea? That's a really good question. Um, I think. I think that there's some people where this could be triggering you know like uh, traumatic in ways um and so like I, th- I think those people should probably not watch it you know it's at the end of the day it's just a movie um yeah and like you, you know we want to do what's best for everyone's mental health but if if that's not really a trigger for you i think one thousand percent you should watch it what what part are you saying is potentially triggering like like war or um, gun just, violence like? yeah just like gun violence okay. and and i mean like the scene where he kills von hammersmark is oh, yeah. really brutal um because he's like choking her out right, and right. so that that could be um yeah that that could be a little like pretty triggering d- mm. depending on people's past experiences um so yeah but mm. if, if if those things aren't a trigger for you, oh man, you're you're in for a treat. It is yeah. a long one though, but you know. How long is the movie? Uh I think it's around two and a half hours. Okay. Right? Two yeah. hours twenty, something like that. It feels fast. I it think does. the whole like you're in it thing. I don't there's plenty of great movies, not you know, ones that I'm like, oh, when is this gonna end? Great movies even that I still feel in the middle of it like okay, like <laughs> let's, let's let's wrap this up, man. Like um and I don't know, for example, like everybody loved Endgame. I, you know, I enjoyed it too. I felt like maybe twice in that movie, like, oh, I just need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> this one, however, again, as I give it more props as well, because I really enjoy it. I don't think I've ever watched it even after knowing exactly what everything's going to happen, like memorizing lines that I feel like, oh, like this is too long. The The acts, the chapters, whatever you call them, are very much like, like, there's nothing to cut. You know, like, in some movies, you watch the three-hour ones, you're like, ah, like, this part, like, wasn't that necessary. And right, like, It just right. made me, like, get more tired and, like, want to move on. But in this one, like, every part is, like, you're locked in and you want it to be there and it's critical to the story. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I and and that's why I said I think the editor like Sally was oh, just yeah. so good. Like th- she paced it really really well. Like everything had a purpose. Everything. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, well, we should say hi Sally and hi yeah. Sally in the podcast. Yeah. She's hi, not Sally. listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so favorite movie of all time. Do you think this is I guess it's everyone's answer is probably expected to be like, of course not. But do you think, let's say 10 years down the road, we're like looping back what we said before. You've seen a thousand more movies, 1,300 more movies. Is this still going to be number one? Probably. Cause I feel like it would be hard to beat. It'd be really hard to beat because, let's see, it's been 13 years since I saw it for the first time. The only one that's really come close was Parasite. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Parasite was a similar way where it was like, I didn't feel like I was watching a movie. I just sat mm. there the whole time, just like, what is happening? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here, you know? Um, so, yeah. So that feeling of like entrancedness, yeah. that's not a word, but yeah, is like, for yeah. you, will certainly be the marker of like, oh, this is on my my Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah, definitely. I And I think, like, I don't know too too much about like the filmmaking process um and like all these little things and leanne will tell me like all you know so much more of like oh shoot this is like way above my pay grade like, yeah i don't sure. know uh-huh. but like with the little that i do know like i i start to see these things in movies and i'm just like oh yeah th- this is they're doing this here there's you know like the camera's moving this way here you know but mm-hmm. then like when you get a movie that's so good that you just like none of that like yeah registers yeah, yeah, and yeah. it just is like that that's that's a very rare very rare for mm. a film that makes sense in terms of like things that we enjoy with excellence it's like um maybe this is a um actually it makes sense like with art so like with music for example like um when i think of a really good rhythm section like a great drummer and bassist together almost like you, when you don't notice them it's it's like amazing yeah like of course when there's like solos and stuff you want them to be like nasty solos and like riffs and like fills for a drummer and whatever and like all this cool f- stuff but like if you're at a concert and like 90% of the time like they're it's just so locked in you don't like notice it almost cuz you're just sucked in like yeah. i guess there's <laughs> yeah. different things in art where it's the best where you're not paying attention to or analyzing and thinking of oh they did this move and that's this move and um when it's just appreciated as opposed to like dissected at the same time yeah yeah you're not like oh yeah like he played the pocket really well yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. you're just feeling it yeah, yeah yeah or with food like if i'm eating a meal i'm like oh like oh i definitely know like you know this spice is prominent or oh like texturally this is nice as opposed to just like when people take a bite and they like close their eyes and they're <laughs> like oh man like you're not thinking like oh the you know this was braised for the exact perfect amount of time <laughs> you know? yeah, it's yeah. just no mm, like yeah. that's the only thought is mm, yeah just right. a primal feel yeah, yeah primal satisfaction reaction. yeah I guess that happens in movies too, or just locked in, not thinking about like who said what, or you just zoned in as if you were there. Like you said, like, yeah, as if you're not watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad that you felt this in this movie, and I'm glad that you came over to talk about it. So thanks for being first guess of why you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having um, me. This was, this, was a, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, like partially, as you know, like I love this movie too. And so it's nice to to talk about it as well as like hear different thoughts that I haven't heard from you before. Um, and if there's anything that we will take home with us is that Adam Sandler was almost <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> as a violent, bat-wielding, Bostonian World War II soldier Jew. <laughs> Who kills Hitler? Wait, is he the first? Yeah, I mean yeah. he's responsible for killing. I mean he would Hitler would have died. Period. In like ten different ways, but Adam Sandler would yeah, have been Adam the one to is kill the, one that the lights up Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been the one to light yeah. up. Hitler. Oh man, that's too good. <laughs> that's too good. You know, like how? Um, okay, we gotta end this. But like, you know how um, people do those? They're not like gifts, but like those like spoof like clips of like pasting the head of a different oh, yeah. person and yeah. moving they're like choppy <laughs> yeah. like moving the mouth somebody needs to get into inglorious put adam sandler's face <laughs> on on donnie's face oh that would be oh. director's cut that would be really <laughs> yeah. cool all righty all right thanks johnny thanks yeah, for thank coming you. this was fun <laughs>